Yeah, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Another good time. Don't stop believing. I'm excited. For all you fellas out there, this one's going to be for you. So here we go. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Bros. Yeah, here we go. Don't stop believing him. Oh it's man, time. getting me messed up with that journey. I love it. To drop some heat. <laughs> all right, all you business pros out there. Before we jump into the show, just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, and drop a review. Help other like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guest while we rise up in those podcast rankings. We'll sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it. And if you want to be on the show, We'd love to have you on to learn from you as well. Go to www.businessbros.biz, schedule your time, and don't forget to follow us on all our social medias at Business Bros Pod. We're so excited and so honored to bring yet another incredible guest to the Business Bros Pod. When it comes to divorce, alimony, child support, child custody, and support, men are often in danger of losing their rights. Our guest today has spent the last two decades fighting to support misinformed and underrepresented men in family courts and make sure that their rights don't get trampled. Along with his success as a family law attorney, our guest is also a podcaster, mentor, columnist, and author, and it's his mission to empower, educate, and entertain his audience so that they can lead happier, more successful, and fulfilling lives. So whether you're looking for advice in co-parenting a pet with an ex, or if you're a busy lawyer looking to improve your professional image and marketing, our guest can help. Tune in to learn what's made him successful and how you can implement his tools to command higher fees and reduce the stress of rainmaking. Joining us today from Men's Family Law, host of the Legal Mastermind Podcast, welcome to the show, David Pissara Esquire! All right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It just it just keeps going, right? Like you just can't. Yes. You know, if right. anybody ever tells you that they don't like Journey, like that's just I don't need that kind of negativity in my life. I'm just saying. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right, let's do this thing. Uh David, uh I'm I'm gonna give you this. I'm gonna give you this. Uh it, today in today's society, it's getting more and more difficult for men to even want to get into a long-term relationship, AKA a marriage. It's just doesn't seem like it's a good investment on the male's part, right? I mean, 50% of relationships end up in divorce, but what's worse beyond that is that the male is getting 70% of relationships. All right, all right, I'm gonna let you take 70, it from here, right? 70% of first marriages end in divorce. We call them starter marriages. It's gonna oh. end somewhere between Britney Spears, 55 hours and like <laughs> seven years. Those are your starter marriages. <gasps> what is that? And then you get to your second marriage. Now you're at about 
55% divorce rate. And on your third one, now you're below 50%. You got a fighting chance. Well, you know, after three times, you have to figure something out. You learn to vet the prospects, right? You learn to vet the prospects a little bit. You know what kind of, you know, it's funny because I I remember watching a a comedy skit by Sinbad and he was talking about how he had, uh, I think he was married for like seven years. Then he got a divorce, went out in the dating world for another like four or five years and then came back to the same spouse. And what he realized, and I thought this was interesting, he said, you know, we're all crazy. It's just, I figured out what crazy I could tolerate. Right? So that's exactly. what he ended up with it. Exactly. All right. So tell me, okay, so that's the stats, right? The stats you laid out, 70% on that first marriage, all the way down to like about a quarter in that third so marriage. So you're telling me there's a chance. However, it's different when a male or a female goes through a divorce. Can you help me out on, on that kind of information? Absolutely. And, and see, here's the real difference between men and women. Woman's going through a divorce. She's going to talk to every single one of her girlfriends. She's going to meet with probably two to four lawyers, and it's going to take about two years of planning. Hmm. She's going to make sure she's got a little slush fund someplace. There's going to be a couple thousand dollars of cash hidden away that it just disappeared. It was went to the grocery store grab 20 bucks extra cash, nobody noticed it, stuck it away. Then all of her credit cards, those have been paid down over the two years. She's got no credit card debt. We've been living on his credit cards. Mm. And he's like, well, the payments get made, so I don't really notice. It's like, whatever, card still works. But meanwhile, she's positioning herself. So when that day comes where... She's going to pull the trigger. The papers are going to get filed. He's going to get slapped with some papers. She's going to be safe, secure, and ready for battle. She's going to have all of her ducks in a row. Guys, guys, here's what's happening to guys. They're going along. They're like, dum da dum da dum Here's my paycheck. Happy wife, happy life. Everything's good. I get frisky with my wife like, every three months and things are okay you know what do you expect it's marriage oh hell no exactly (laughs) listen i've got clients who would have been damned happy to have every three months (laughs) sad man but it's sad go 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 for it go for it She's, she's totally positioned and all along like right before it happens as the real big diversion when she's going to like really drop the hammer, you're going to have like an amazing weekend of friskiness and be like, Hey, things are great. We're back to normal. And then come Tuesday, you're going to get like, bam. And be like, mm. what happened? A goodbye and, me and like, help me. And I'm like, okay, so where are we? Have you got your credit card statements? Have you got your tax statements? Have you got your bank account? Do you have any cash? And they're like, no, 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 no. And I'm living in my truck. Mm. That's the difference between men and women in divorce. Okay. So if I'm hearing you correctly, what you're saying is there's planning involved. And most, most guys that we're talking about here are oblivious to what's going on in this phase. So what can we do 
to protect ourselves? Like, what should we be doing? How can we set ourselves up? And I'll give you an example. You know, being a sole proprietor versus having an LLC or an S Corp, those are two different ways to operate a business. And the main reason for having those is to reduce your liability, to don't know, not to overextend yourself, right? There's planning involved when you build a business. Should I have a plan in place when I'm talking about a marriage? You totally need to have a plan in place. And the, and the planning happens on the front end with who you choose to marry. And most people don't do enough vetting. They don't mm. take a look at their spouse and look at how are they getting along with their parents? What's her relationship with her mom? What's her relationship with her siblings? Because all of that is information on how she's going to treat you. I say, like, if you're going to marry somebody, here's the best person to marry. It's their second marriage. They've got a kid and they get along with their ex. That tells you exactly how they're going to treat you if something goes south. If you marry a woman and she's got a kid and an ex and they're all getting along, great prospect. All right. If well, they're not getting along, huge red flag, run, run far, run fast, run now. All right. Well, I was taught this very early on that. Guys have two heads, but only enough blood in the body to operate one. And when you're talking about pre-marriage, it's not always the sanest time that a guy's kind of planning out. He's not thinking about the end when he's getting into this relationship at all, right? So let's assume that the guy did the shopping for his spouse, where every guy does the shopping for their spouse, where they work, where they club, where they go to church, right? Their normal locations. Okay, so they find this girl not knowing that or oblivious to the fact that it might not work out the way they plan to. If they're in a relationship, what can I do once I'm married to protect myself? Now you've got to like meet with the lawyer and actually understand what the rights are and responsibilities that you actually signed up for. Like most men have no idea what they actually sign up for when they get married. They're, they're, they're told you have two responsibilities. Show up at the altar semi-sober, say <laughs> I do. You're done. That's it. I like that semi-sober. Right? Like nobody ever talks to them about like, by the way, are you aware of the fact that you're now financially responsible for the other person? You're now going to be on the hook for them for most of their debts. Everything you earn is half theirs. Like they don't think about this stuff because nobody ever tells them what the responsibilities are. Like when you have a kid, how are you now going to raise that kid? And when you actually leave and the kid stays with mom, that's now presumed that the kid's going to be with mom. And now you have to fight to get custody. So there's all this stuff that can happen once you're married, like actually like going and meeting with somebody and figuring out what did you really get yourself into? Because most what guys is, don't know. What is it called? Okay, I, I understand and and I'm and I've heard these terms before. One of them's the prenuptial, where you have an agreement prior to getting married, uh, and the other one's a postnuptial. Uh, I don't even know if I'm saying those correctly or not, but you help me. I mean, help me clarify. You know, what 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 do each of those mean? Okay, so the prenuptial, pre means before. So prenuptial is pre-marriage. And what that means is I've got a condo and maybe an apartment building. You've got a condo, a uh, vacation place up in the mountains. And I want to keep my stuff separate and you want to keep your stuff separate if we get a divorce. So they're for people that have property and they're for people that are concerned with alimony and, and spousal support. We can't deal with child support because the, ch the children are always going to be supported. That's a whole different issue. The only thing we can deal with in a, mar in a premarital is property and spousal support. 
So if you've got stuff you want to protect and keep separate, you need to have a prenuptial agreement. And though the other side will be able to keep their stuff separate. And then here's the real key. When you have that, you've got to keep those things separate. And you're people talking about like, filing tax like returns? Everything. Not necessarily filing tax returns, but bank accounts. If you've got money that's like separate property from an inheritance or money you saved before you got married, keep that in a separate bank account and don't put your spouse on that account. I've seen that happen all the time. They think, well, I need to have her on there if something happens to me so she can get it. Well, guess what? Now she's got an argument that you gave it to her. All right. Well, that, that brings me to a, another question then. In that case, we're talking about structure here, right? So, um, you know, we use entities all the time to develop structures, whether it's an irrevocable living trust, whether it's an LLC. Um, when you become married, you're, in, you're entering into a new entity. Um, and we kind of touched a little bit on filing separate tax returns, joint tax returns, that sort of thing. When you said keep everything separate, how is that structured, you know, the best way to structure it within the relationship? Well, if you're going to do a, a prenuptial agreement where you've got your assets and they've got their assets, you just keep separate bank accounts and you maybe you have a joint account for like the operations of the cable bill, the phone bill, maybe a mortgage comes out of it or rent. But if that's the way you're operating, I got to tell you, you're pretty much guaranteeing that you're going to end up in divorce court. <laughs> Why is that? Is that like a statistic thing? I mean, are, are you, are you banking that on just the, you know, what you've seen statistically or is it just, is it a kind of a, like a mindset where you're already separate before you even join? It's, it's you're already separate before you join. Um, I've got a ca I've got a case where they've been married like they were married twenty some odd years, and literally every single expense was put into QuickBooks and divvied up. Like literally, Dad took the daughter to Disneyland and bought her a sweater that got entered into QuickBooks, and Mom owed him like fourteen dollars ninety three cents for for her half of the sweater, like. There was no sense of family here. All right. That first of all, I mean, yes, that's a that's a little bizarre. But kudos to that guy, man. He kept it separate the whole time for 20 something plus years. I mean, that's a feat in and of itself. All right. right well, let, let's 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 kind of what happens in the I'm sorry. I took it too far. Hey, I think he took it a little too far. Exactly. So, so what happens in the post then? If if they keep everything separate, and everything's good to go. And then 22 years down the road, they do end up splitting up. What, what does that look like since everything stayed separate? That makes it a lot easier on my part because it's like, okay, everything's separate. We're just divvying up whatever little bit, you know, the occasional blender or TV that they bought together, whatever. Who's going to care about that? Um, but when post-nuptial, that's where you're already married. And now you're deciding you want to keep things separate. And those are a little bit harder to deal with because usually – one party wants them to protect some asset and the other party is like, no, I've already got you on the hook. That's already half mine. You're asking me to give up something. You got to have a really good reason to give something up. And sometimes there is a really good reason. Like sometimes we'll structure those like for asset protection purposes. One party is very entrepreneurial and they take a lot of risks and the other party is very risk averse. So we'll divide things so that the risk averse party has a sense of security. Normally that would be the female she wants to protect the house and the kids. That makes sense. I understand that. So we have reasons for that. But unless there's like a really good business reason, you're pretty much barking up a dead tree on that one. 
Today I lost more than you can know. Oh, poor Thanos, right? I mean, that's that's insidious. <laughs> the best. <laughs> Plus, producers on point, James. You're here on point today. Uh, well, okay, so let's talk about the feminist movement that's going on today. Today, we want things to be equal, right? In my relationship, my wife works. I mean, when it comes to W-2, she earns yeah. more than than I do on a W-2. So, she, you know, if, if we were to split up, what does the court look at, at to decide where are my kids going to go? Where are they going to stay? Is it the one who makes the most money? Is it the one who, who has the most assets? How does the court decide you know, because because for for a, a, a guy like to lose her kids, you know, I I understand that a lot of times when you have divorced parents, you know, it's kind of nice to have the kids at the uh, at the ex's house over the weekend. But ultimately, they're still your offspring. You still want to have custody, whether it's full or half or whatever it is. How does the court decide who gets what? So th- that's one of the reasons why I built the Dad's Action Pack um, is to explain to dads what you need to do to explain to the court why you're a great dad and why you should have custody because what ends up happening is this mom and dad have a kid marriage falls apart dad moves out well the kids are staying with mom Mm -hmm. so now the court looks at it and says well we're presuming the kids are going to stay with mom and now dad what kind of visitation do you want so now dad's trying to claw back some sort of parenting time some sort of relationship with the kids and depending on mom's attitude it can either be like really easy. I've had these cases where mom's like, you take the kids. I want my freedom. And we'll do it on a week on week off. Or we'll do it on a two, two, three schedule. Or we'll rotate somehow. And then I've had other cases, and this is far more common. Mom wants all the custody. Dad, you don't get anything. You're a horrible parent. You're negligent. You're not loving. You're not around. You don't know how to raise children. You haven't taken a parenting class, and there's a reason why. Parenting time translates to child support. The more time the kids are with mom, assuming dad makes more money, the more money dad is going to have to pay mom. So it's in mom's interest to cut dad out and get the money rather than give the kids over to dad and take less money. So what dads need to know is when you leave that house, what you're doing is you're basically giving those kids over to mom. And now we've got an uphill battle. Now we've got to go in and prove to the court. Yes, I moved out from our three bedroom house and I moved into a two bedroom apartment and we've got two boys and they can have their own room. And I am a fully employed salesman, but I make my own schedule. So there's no reason why I can't have the kids also 50% of the time, get them to school, pick them up after school, do homework with the kids, take them to Boy Scouts, be a parent. But if the court doesn't know that and mom goes into court and says, dad's never around. He got into a tiny little apartment. The kids need to stay with me. I want dad to have every other weekend and maybe Wednesday night pizza dinner because that's sort of the standard dad package. The judge is going to be like, well, that seems reasonable. Mm. That's why dad has to come into court and be like, wait, 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 wait. Here's all the reasons why I'm a great dad. Here's how this would play out. Here's how I could be a parent just as much as mom. Because by the way, we both work. And oh yeah, she's got a full-time job from nine to five. And oh yeah, the kids do get to school on time even when she's working. So why can't I maintain the same thing? And she goes to an office, but I'm working out of my house. And my apartment is only three blocks away from our old home. 
So the kids don't have to change schools. They don't have to change their friends. They can have the exact same life, one time with dad, one time with mom, and there's no reason why I can't be a good father. But most men go into court, and this is literally what they say to the judge. Your Honor, I'm a great dad. I want my 50% custody of the kids. Reminds me of Judge Judy, right? Every time I watch Judge Judy, there's always that one person that goes in and the judge is like, well, do you have any proof? No. Do you have a receipt? No. Do you have any witnesses? No. How am I supposed to believe you? Like you didn't even prepare for this. As, as I'm listening to you, to you describe it, it sounds like every move the guy's been making before court is what really destroys him. When they yeah. didn't make a plan ahead yeah. of time, you didn't. Exactly. You, you, were, you left when you were upset rather than staying home. Like you put yourself in this in this position, and what yeah. you're trying to do is say, "Look, dude, you made one, two, three, four, ten, fifteen mistakes already. Let's correct them." Am I hearing you correctly? That's exactly what's going on. That is exactly what happens, and then they turn right around. They go in and they say, I'm a great dad, which, by the way, says absolutely nothing. <laughs> I'm a great dad is a totally meaningless phrase. Judges have no idea what that means. And then they're like, I lost. And I can't believe the judge ruled against me. Well, you didn't give him anything. Of course, he's going to rule against you. Of course, she's going to be like, dude, I don't know who you are. Show me who you are as a father, and then I can give you something. And yes, it's worse. It's so much worse. <laughs> it is. It is. And yes, they are setting themselves up for failure. And that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. That's why I built the dad's action pack. 90 minutes, $97. And at least like you can learn the declaration. Here's the stuff that you have to tell the judge. Here's how you position yourself. And most importantly, do not go into court and be angry. Mm. The minute you go into court and you're like, she's lying. You're done. You lost. You just, you fried yourself right there. That's it. Because now she's going to say, see, he's harassing me. He's a bad parent. He doesn't know how to raise children. He can't control his temper. Let's talk about that $97 package. Uh, you know, I, I just paid like five grand for a training on, on creating ads. Cause that's what I'm focusing my attention on. Right. right. I always seek a mentor, somebody who's, who's crushing it in something that I want to learn because I want to know and learn from the best. I need a mentor to help me get there. Yeah. I'm a guy and it's okay. If I get lost, I would ask for directions. I can hop on my phone and open a map. I'm okay to humble myself to say, I don't know. And I'll, let me ask somebody who does 97 bucks. That's not a lot of money for years and years of potential alimony and child support to learn from somebody who does this every single day to prepare yourself to see some of the signs. Like, What is it that you cover in those 90 minutes? I cover everything that you need to know about filing a declaration. I cover how to position yourself with a custody calendar that shows to the court, here's how I've been with my kids. Here's the things we're doing. Here's how I'm a great dad. Here's why I'm an involved parent. Here's the proof, all the receipts, the pictures. Your Honor, this is laid out in an order that you can understand. Like when I say I'm a great dad, here's 23 reasons why. And it mm. allows somebody to be able to go into court and have the sense of confidence to be credible. I mean, you can walk into court and a judge can look at that and be like, okay, I see what this person is saying. Now I believe them because I've got some things that support them. One of the biggest problems men have when they go into court is they fill out a, a, a response or a declaration that's like three lines. 
Yes, it's my kids. I'm a great dad. I want my 50% custody. That's not going to cut it. You've got to go in and know how to speak to the judge. You've got to go in with confidence. And one of the things I teach in this course is speaking skills, because it's one of those things that a courtroom's scary the first time you're in there. And odds are it's going to be your first time. You've got to know going in, like, what's the lay of the land going to be? How do I deal with the bailiff? How do I deal with the clerk? How do I talk to a judge? How do I deal with the fact that my throat is dry, my mouth is full of cotton, and I can't get a word out? What do I do? We cover that in the course because the goal is to give guys actionable tools that they can actually do something with to change their life because custody is important because fathers are forever. It is a way to level the playing field. Let's face it, it's been unlevel for a long time and all it takes is a little bit of education, a little bit of knowledge from somebody who has experience. Prepare yourself, that's really what it's about. Okay, look, there's a bunch of guys in a relationship right now that are that don't know it's heading for doom. They just are oblivious to it. They're just, they got their blinders on. They're getting up, they're going to their job, they're doing their thing, they're coming home. They think everything's just, quote, normal, not realizing that she's unhappy. What are some of those things that you see when you talk to a lot of guys, some, some red flags that we should be maybe identifying and looking at so that maybe I'm in a situation where like either I need to have a, a, a conversation with my spouse to really identify where I'm at to maybe salvage this relationship or I need to go find an attorney like David to help me figure out what my next step is. So you got two things going on there. The, the first is how do you identify when a relationship is in trouble? And I'm going to go to how good is your sex life? Hmm. Number one, first and foremost. First and foremost, because it's the key to the communication. Because if you don't have a good sex life, if you can't communicate about your sex, everything else will fall apart. Because it's the it, that's sort of the canary in the coal mine. If you can't have an honest conversation with your spouse about what you like, what she likes, what they like, how it's working, what's not working, if you're uncomfortable with that, dude, you're not going to be able to talk about anything. And then if you've got money problems and you're arguing over that stuff, another giant red flag. Plan on she's planning something. And then start looking at what's actually happening with your finances. Because my guess is you're going to see there's 20 bucks disappearing here. There's a hundred bucks disappearing there. And it's like, where did that go? Oh, I just, I, she'll have an excuse. There'll be a reason. It'll have just evaporated. And it didn't evaporate. It's in the bottom of a coach bag, in the bottom of the closet, in the bottom of a box of shoes that you don't even ever want to look at because you didn't even know it was there. Hmm. Well, is there, okay, so some red flags, sex life, finances. If you're arguing about sex life or not communicating or not having any sex at all, red flag number one. Uh, red flag number two is finances. Money's starting to disappear. Uh, her credit card's being paid off. Yours kind of stay the same. Like really start to pay attention to some of those things. Well, is there a way, and, and maybe it's it's how we structure it. Should I be structuring my businesses, my assets? Once I'm in a marriage, should I be structuring things in a, in a way to protect myself? Or am I screwed because I live in California? It's a community property state. Uh, odds are you're screwed because you live in California. It's a community property state. That, that's <clears throat> God's honest truth. Um, once you're in California or a community property state, everything during marriage is considered 50-50. So whatever you build, she's getting half of. But that cuts both ways. Now, remember, when she's building a business and you're just going to discount that, don't. Because half that's yours. Mm -hmm. I've had many a client who wants to walk away from her, you know, her little hobby. 
And then we start looking at, well, how much is her little hobby making? And it's a hundred grand a year, you know, <laughs> like give it up. Let's go. I want my half. Mm. You know, I've had so, clients and I've got some crazy clients over the years and, and I've had clients who walk away, who want to walk away. And I'm like, wait, 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 let's look at what's really going on. And I, the, the one that was ama most amazing was I said, what is in your house that's valuable that you want? And I'm like, you know, is there TVs or is there flatware? Is there China? Is there tea sets? And he's like, tea sets? Jesus. She's buying a new tea set like every month. It's these all these silver things. And I'm like, ding, ding, ding. Hello. At $2,000 a month, she's buying tea sets. What do you think she's doing there? Mm, she's just her stockpiling asset. cash that's going to get burned when she resells all that stuff. And I'm like, you would walk away from that, wouldn't you? He'd be like, yeah. How many have you got? He's like, I don't know. There's got to be at least 20 of them. 20 tea sets, $2,000 a piece. That's 40 grand. You'd walk away from 20 grand? Guess what? I'll uh, send you a bill. You can give it to me. Yeah, not when you put it that way, I won't. Right. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, so there's stuff that's hidden that you're not really paying attention to that you need to pay attention to. Hmm. What about uh, and what what about like things like life insurance policies, things like that? I mean, we can change beneficiaries and stuff, uh, but what about you know, retirement accounts, uh, inheritance, those types of things? If if none of those are executed yet, because obviously, hopefully, you're not dead. Hopefully, you know you're you're not creating some inheritance. Those are kind of outside that estate. Uh, sure. Are those things protected? It depends. I mean, the, there, there's two main types of insurance policies. There's life insurance that's temporary, which is like car insurance. You pay for the period of time that you're covered. So it has no real value. Um, then there's permanent insurance, which does develop value. And that's the sort of stuff that we want to make sure that gets split up for uh, equalizing payments. Like if you're going to get the insurance policy, she's, she's going to get a check for half the value and vice versa. A lot of times she ends up with the insurance policy on your life if you're paying alimony or child support because if you die, like who's going to support the kid? So we mm -hmm. need the extra money for that. So that's that's an okay thing. I'm not so upset about that. Um, retirement stuff, again, if that's earned during marriage, half hers. Inheritances, that's different. Those are separate property. You inherit money, it's your separate property. Keep it in a separate bank account. When she inherits money, She's going to keep it in a separate bank account. Trust me, she will. <laughs> All right. And, dude, time flew by, and we barely had hardly any kind of discussion. It was a good one, but hardly any type of discussion. Uh, before we head out, I know we talked about the 90-minute package you have. What can I find at mensfamilylawcenter.com, and how can people contact you if they want more information? If you go to mensfamilylawcenter.com, you'll see there's a whole page there that explains what the Dad's Action Pack is, how you get it. Um, for your listeners, I set up a special coupon code. It's bizbros, B-I-Z, bros. It's all one word. You get 30% off on the cost. It's only $70. It's even cheaper than normal. And they're going to learn exactly what they need to represent themselves when they're going into court for child custody if they don't have a lawyer on themselves. <clears throat> Look, fellas. I'm not telling you that you're going to get a divorce. I'm not telling you that you're going to get married. I'm not telling you to stick in a relationship. I don't know what your situation is. All I'm saying is that a little bit of education goes a long way. It's better to know and not need it than to need it and not know. So go check out David.
stuff at men's family law you can go to uh to that on on ig you can go to the website www.mensfamilylaw.mensfamilylawcenter.com uh and, and schedule it 97 bucks dude trust me you're gonna spend more you're gonna spend 97 bucks on a bunch of crap that ain't gonna help you this at least will put you in a position of power in a position where you can protect yourself a little bit and who knows maybe highlighting some things in your relationship you weren't aware of or at the very least now that you're aware you might have the tools and 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 the ability to have a conversation with your spouse and probably save your marriage so check it out go check out what david's offering mensfamilylawcenter.com or follow him on ig at mensfamilylaw david thank you very much for coming on the show very informative very scary but a, a good time and you know what before we head out, i gotta ask you one question you got a podcast and you know you speak to a lot of different podcasters well what did you think of our show uh, uh, the way we do things i honestly cannot tell you how impressed i am thoroughly with everything about your show it was professional from soup to nuts man the emails the way you structured this thing the way that you've given me the tools i need to help promote you unbelievable high quality promotion you guys are a super super professional organization Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. You heard it there, ladies and gents. If you're an entrepreneur, you got something going on and the world needs to know about it, you need content for your social media pages, then you need to go to businessbros.biz. We offer a bunch of different stuff, testimonials, content done for you. But first and foremost, the podcast itself. Come on, hop on board. Tell people what you're doing. If you don't have a marketing strategy, then at the very least, you need to hop on our podcast and have some content for your social media. All right, ladies and gents, we'll see you guys again. Manana. Peace, and we're out. Ooh, I almost hit the end. I'm supposed to. Look, I got the compliment of how things flow, and I forgot to hit the right button. Here we go. Peace, and we're out. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.